This is the Create Love, Create Freedom podcast. My name is Allison Fisher, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about worrying about what other people think about us, and also about being judged by others. So before I started my self-healing journey, um, I was a woman who was very hurt by the opinions of others or by what I thought other people thought about me. Um, I was bullied a bit in school, um, you know, through uh, kind of my my younger years, you know, first grade, kind of moving forward. Um, middle school was particularly difficult for me. High school wasn't so bad. I kind of um, found some friends, found some people that I really enjoyed being around. Um, but I constantly felt like I was being judged. Um, I was constantly worrying about what other people thought about me. And this continued through two significant relationships in one in college, one after college. Um, and then I had one really bad relationship. This was about five years ago. Um, I was treated like absolute trash. And it both kind of went along with the beliefs that I had about myself and was completely foreign. How could this person do this to me? Like, I love them, I care about them. Um, but after I, because I went to see that man, um, after I came home from that experience, it was gone about three weeks, I decided I needed to do a lot of self-work. And one of the things that I really wanted to get rid of in my life um, was constantly worrying about what others thought about me, um, constantly feeling judged. And you know, I, I had been working on this to some degree, you know, before that relationship, but I realized um, after uh, getting home, um, after meeting that man, that it was deeply tied to my sense of self-worth. Um, it was deeply tied to my ability to be confident within myself, um, to go after what I wanted when it came to a career or building a business, and also I knew that it really colored, I mean, certainly my internal thoughts, like all of the thoughts that I have were filtered through either comparing myself to other women. And of course, I never measured up um, looking at other men and, and thinking that, you know, they would never find me attractive or would never be interested in me. Right. Um, and but it it also, you know, it certainly had to do with the internal aspect. Um, but it also, I, I knew that it was going to color, uh, continue to color all of my relationships, romantic relationships that I had going forward. So I've talked about this several times on the podcast, but one of the things that I really leaned on after getting back from that experience was um, I read the four agreements and the fifth agreement. Um I, I listened to them on Audible every single month for a year. And one of the four agreements, and probably the one that I had, I, I really had to work on the most, was, um, you know, really not putting a lot of emphasis on other people. Um, 
you know, not it's it's more than just not caring what other people think. Because I find that there are a lot of people in the world who say, oh, well, I don't care what they think. Um, where they're just trying to kind of block out really negative people instead of really, you know, they'll kind of push down their feelings or that rejection uh, though, or those rejections from other people. And for me, I kind of want to come at it in a more, I guess, authentic kind of way where, well, yeah, I still, I still feel that kind of thing. I feel, um, sometimes rejected by other people. I still, consider what other people think about me. But for me, it was really changing um, who were those people. Um, So again, I read uh, the four agreements and the fifth agreement. And then I also read um, Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And although, you know, there, there were a lot of things in the book that I was like, yep, yep, totally agree with you, Mark, on that one. Um, You know, uh, you know, it, it, there were a lot of things that, that I knew and I understood. But one of the things that I, I really took away from that book was you should care about some things, some of the opinions of others, right? Some of the things that other people think about you. But you shouldn't necessarily care about everyone. And that that was a big change for me. Um I really had to, I really had to kind of take a look, take inventory, I guess, and really kind of say, whose, whose opinion really does matter? Are these people who are backing me, who are friends with me, who, um, you know, treat me with, with kindness and respect in the same way that I do so as well? Or are these people whose opinions really don't matter that much? So that was kind of one way that I really had to look at worrying about what other people thought. The other, uh, going back to the four agreements was, you know, one of the, one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. So nothing other, you know, anyone else says or does it is because of you. So what others do and say is a result of their, um, uh, in the book, he talks about it as, as a dream or a perception of the world, right? And, um, it's a perception of their world, their own rules. It's how they see the world through their lens. And think about it. If we're all kind of walking around wearing some glasses, um, those glasses have been shaped by the people we've spent our time around, um, the families of origin we come from. So our prejudices, our beliefs, um, our truths, uh, you know, all these things are, you know, our habits, our behaviors, our choices. These are all things that have been colored by so many other people. And almost always when we take on, you know, when, when we're like, oh man, that I, that really hurt me. I really take that personally. Now I'm worrying about what others think about me or now what that person thinks about me. And we don't always realize that it really has nothing to do with us. It has to do with how they see the world. And the other part of that, um, of the, uh, one of the four agreements, don't take anything personally, is also 
that he, he talks about when you become immune to the, the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. And that really hit hard for me um, because I constantly felt like I was maybe not always a victim. Um, I've never really liked the idea of, you know, victim like mindset or mentality or thinking of myself as a victim, but I always felt suffering because of the opinions of others. And eventually this also extended out into um, what my parents thought. Um, now, my dad and I have a very close relationship. Uh, we have very similar personality types and whatnot. Um, my mother struggles with some bipolar and certainly what I believe is some borderline personality disorder. I think she's got some cluster B. Um, now, none of that is her fault, but the way that she will sometimes treat me, treat my sister, uh, treat my father, um, I've had to learn that, first of all, it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with, yes, part of, you know, maybe her genetics in, in this, um, this kind of way that she views the world, but it also has to do with how her mother treated her. And I was able to really let go of feeling judged by others. Um, I was really able to let go of worrying what other people thought, uh, by, kind of understanding things a little bit differently in my own mind about understanding that by taking things personally, by, by taking on the opinions of others, I really had all this needless suffering. And once I figured out that I didn't actually have to feel that way and I didn't actually have to suffer, I was like, Hmm, well, this is really interesting. Who knew? Um, so it was really one of those kinds of moments for me, right? Um, and then I went a bit deeper with it. So I, I, I went a bit deeper with really kind of looking at why we care about what other people think. Um, I, I've certainly heard the term, particularly amongst entrepreneurs, which is, there are a lot of times, you know, in our own minds, there are people in our minds that are taking up space and they're not paying rent. I've always liked that, right? Like, what is this opinion from somebody else, this judgment from somebody else? How useful is it? What is it actually doing? Well, it's just taking space in my brain, in my mind, where I'm constantly ruminating over it. I'm constantly obsessively thinking about it. And instead, I'm not really, I'm not able to go after the life I want. Um, I'm constantly thinking I'm being judged by other people. And don't get me wrong. Okay, let's be 100% honest. So there's there's kind of two parts to this. On the one hand, nobody cares, right? Um, I used to um, weigh more than I do now. And um, I, you know, you know, when I was a lot younger and whatnot, and um, I, I was always really concerned about like going out for a run or a walk, um, you know, along the, the side of the road or whatnot, you know, along kind of our downtown area. I'm thinking that people were going to judge me. And to be 100% honest, when I am driving down the road and I see a woman, in in this case, because I'm also a woman, um, who's 
clearly overweight, but she's out walking or jogging or doing something good for herself, my first instinct is to be like, good for you, girl. Be healthy. Do something healthy for you. It's not just about, you know, um, what the, you know, the, the aesthetic, right? What you look like, but it's also how you feel. And for the most part, though, most people aren't noticing what's going on with you. They're very wrapped up in who they are. On the other hand, and, and this is where I love life because you can have these two, um, juxtaposed ideas or, you know, um, thoughts at the same time. So on the one hand, people don't care. On the other hand, most people are going to judge you and it really doesn't matter. So once I kind of figured out both of these things and I could hold both of these truths at the same time and, you know, it really allowed me to realize that there were a lot of people who took up space in my mind. It also caused me um, a lot of um, certainly undue stress. Um, it also robbed me of a lot of sleep over the years, right? Um, I am a woman who, you know, I'm fairly intellectual, um, uh, you know, you know, constantly strategizing, constantly looking at things, constantly researching, growing, you know, um, looking at issues and problems in the world, um, you know. And so then I'm constantly thinking about those things. Well, if that's keeping me from getting quality sleep, that I need to have a quality life, or even if those thoughts are just taking up a lot of space in my brain where I could be thinking about other things, other things that were more calm, other things that caused me happiness and opportunity and freedom in my life, rather than being stuck in this kind of negative in this negative space in my brain, then why would I continue to do that? So I really had to look at, you know, why am I worrying about what other people think? Uh, what other people think? Why am I allowing people to take up rent or take up space in my brain without paying rent? Right. Um, I I really feel that. Part of the reason why we care is very much human nature. So I read, uh, so I read the Stoics a lot. I enjoy uh, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, Epictetus. Um, and, you know, as I said, we're, we're wired to care what other people think. But Marcus Aurelius observed that we all love ourselves more than other people but we care more about their opinion than our own. And so, you know, I, I also had to really look at that. Why do I care about other people's opinions more than I care about my own opinions? Particularly if I am a person who really works very hard at continuing to be open-minded, continuing to have an abundance mindset, a growth mindset versus, you know, um, a stagnant, static, um, rigid mindset, right? So I really had to begin, you know, each time I, I kind of came across it in my life, like something would happen and I'd be like, you know, I, I would put another person's opinion ahead of mine. What I, what I did is I kind of got curious about it and I used it as an exercise. And so I'd say, Ooh, wait a minute. Okay. Hold on. We're doing it again. 
okay, their opinion, okay, maybe it's interesting, maybe it's useful, maybe it's not useful at all, maybe it's hurtful or harmful to me, to my psyche, to my brain, um, you know, to my spirit, to my heart, um, to my feelings. So hold on a minute here. If that's what they're saying, what's something that I can say about myself instead? What do I believe about me? Now, at the same time, I found that it was also when I was de- um, deconstructing a lot of the stories that I would tell myself about myself, really looking at those things and saying, mm, no, you know what? I don't actually think that's right. And so again, I really had to kind of look at why, wait a minute, Allison. Okay. We're, we've done it again. Why is this person's opinion more important than your own? And then I would say, well, what is my opinion? What are my thoughts about me? Um, you know, do I want this person's judgment? Do I, do I want to continue worrying about what this person says? No, no, I really don't. So that really helped me to kind of move through things as well. Um, again, even though it may be fairly natural that we think about or, or care about other people's opinions, I think that it can really be deeply harmful for us as well. Now, does that mean that we don't care about, we do not care about anyone's opinion? No. Uh, remember again what Mark Manson said, um, in his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. He talked about be very, um, careful, very, um, very astute as to what fucks you give to which people, right? So basically, we can care about the opinions of certain people, people who have kind of been through that process where we kind of say, oh, no, this is a person who has my best interests at heart. Now, they're going to love me. Um, they care about me. They're also going to hold me accountable. So if I've got a mindset or if I've got a belief or an opinion that they're like, that's absolute crap, they're going to say so, right? At the same time, they're also not going to be nasty to us and they're not going to try to tear us down. They'll hold us accountable because they want what's best for us. Now, a lot of times they will also expect uh, us to hold them accountable, which I also think is wonderful, right? It's that kind of shared kind of space. But if we're just allowing other people's opinions, people that are not part of our inner circle and our tribe, if we allow all of their opinions to matter, um, we we create a lot of chaos. We create a lot of stress. We create a lot of suffering within our own lives. Now, I heard it said that, you know, if we're perfectly logical beings, we would understand that our fears about what other people think are oftentimes overblown and rarely worth fretting over. But again, many of us um, have kind of been indulging in this this really destructive pattern, this bad habit. So, you know, we really have to take a lot of deliberate steps to step away from worrying about what other people think. Um, I think, again, it's really important to trust our own opinions. Um, our opinions are saturated with and shaped by those around us by, you know, people who are similar to us. Of course, therefore, we trust their opinions as well. 
a lot of times whether we want to or not, right? So it could be like little things, like let's say, um, you know, I, uh, because I, I use a, um, a product, it's called Biosense and I really love their, um, it's, um, like face stuff, you know, like, um, uh, anti-aging kind of things and whatnot. Uh, a lot of, um, uh, hydration for my face, those kinds of things. So I've got their, uh, vitamin C and rose oil. And so I give it out sometimes as little gifts to my friends or whatever. It's fairly spendy, um, but it makes my skin feel really great. And so let's say my friend hadn't heard about this company or this product. And I had said, oh yeah, it's, it's really great. Um, her opinion about this product will probably rise, even if it's just a little bit, because I've said so and she cares about my opinion. Um, but, I think what's interesting is other people's influence on our opinions about the world um, pales in comparison to their influence on our opinion about ourselves. Um, now, I recently read an article um, in... Uh, it, it wasn't a recent article, but I recently read it in The Atlantic. And it was kind of about like the opinions of others and whatnot. And so they were talking about how evolution um, explains why. So virtually all of human history, and this is a direct quote from this article, um, human, uh, human survival depends on membership in close-knit clans and tribes. Before modern structures of civilization, such as police and supermarkets, being cast out of your group meant certain death from cold, starvation, or predators. So this can really easily explain why our sense of well-being includes other people's opinions, as well as why the human brain has evolved to activate the same neural um, kind of connecting uh, structures when we experience physical pain and when we feel and that, that very interesting, right? Uh, you look at, uh, certainly here in the United States, if you look at um, Native American tribes and whatnot, you go to Scotland and you look at the clans. Um, I lived in Africa and you look at the, uh, the different tribes and communities, right? It was for survival. So of course you cared about what other people thought. Part of it was, you wanted to get along with people to some degree so that you didn't get kicked out of the tribe. Now, in modern life, it's quite a bit different, right? Um, we're most likely not going to face the same kinds of perils if we are kicked out of a certain peer group or, you know, if we lose a job or whatnot. Certainly it will affect us. Um, but, you know, even when it comes to like, cancel culture, you know, strangers online canceling you for an ill-considered remark, right? Um, you know, if, if someone, um, I always hate those, um, you know, kinds of things in, in magazines where they'll make fun of, you know, what somebody wore or whatnot. And, you know, uh, someone will mock it either, you know, on social media or in a magazine or whatnot. Now, you know, it certainly still causes us anxiety, um, you know, because we still want the approval of others to some degree. It can become a debilitating uh, fear and condition. Uh, that condition is actually uh, called 
allodoxophobia, right? Where we 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 get this kind of debil- debilitating fear because we need the approval of others. But even if it doesn't go that far, you know, worrying about the opinions of others can really lower our basic um, competence, our basic, uh, you know, I, I would say competence in, in like tasks or jobs, uh, making big decisions. But for me, it really lowered the quality of my life. It certainly affected my decision making because I was constantly thinking about, oh, you know, um, do, would th- would other people think that this is okay? Instead of saying, fuck it, this is what I want to do. I really like this or whatnot, you know, like, um, you know, kind of whatever my decision was, either with the job or uh, even the people that I care deeply about, like my parents. I now have been able to really step away from a lot of their opinions. I will listen to their opinion. And if my father says something like, listen, I don't agree. I don't like it. And I will say, I appreciate that you told me that. Um, I appreciate the conversation we've had and that you've been able to share why you don't think that's something that I should be doing. On the other hand, I'm an adult and I'm going to do what I want. And if there are consequences to that, so be it. You know, I am going to fully accept responsibility for a poor decision that I decide to do or uh, that, that happens because of, of the choice I made or, or whatnot. So, you know, I, I think that it's really important to kind of see things from, yes, there is a need for the approval of others. Um, it is hardwired into us. On the other hand, we can also really change maybe some of the anxieties, uh, some of the uh, ruminating obsessive thoughts that constantly happen in our minds when we really take a look at where our self-worth comes from. Um, for, for me now, my self-worth comes from me. Um, even when I date or even when I am in a relationship with a man, my self-worth doesn't come from him. Now, is it, is it, um, does it grow because I'm in a loving relationship with someone who thinks that I am an absolute goddess and the most extraordinary woman that's ever lived? Of course it does. On the other hand, I'm still going to be okay without that because I now know where my value and my worth comes from. Um, and I also work hard to continue, uh, not only building my competence, right. With the things that I do, uh, with my business, with, um, you know, um, how I, uh, you know, kind of operate in the world and within my community and those sorts of things. But it also comes from just a deep belief in who I am. Um, I don't have to, like try too hard. Uh, one of the podcast episodes, uh, for the future is going to be, you know, about those women who, who try too hard to get a man. I used to be that kind of woman, right? And I, I, I'm not here to just try to gain, to try to show everybody that I'm valuable. Most of the time now, I just act from a place of being. I know what I bring to the table. Um, I know my value and my worth as a person. Um, I don't have to try to be more feminine. I can just allow my feminine essence and radiance to 
you know, to be in the world. And men find that attractive, right? Um, yet at the same time, I've also, it, it's also really allowed me to move through comparison. I'm comparing my body to other women's bodies. Now, part of it is also that I take very good care of my body. Um, in a few days, I'm uh, getting a facial. Um, I will, you know, go get my nails done. And then I'm actually going up to the spa and doing what we call hydrotherapy. So there's a cold pool and a hot pool. And then there's um, a cedar um, and pink Himalayan salt dry sauna. And then there's a eucalyptus wet sauna. And I really love it. And it makes me feel really good. And it allows me to rest and relax to some extent. Um, but I also work out every day. Um, you know, yesterday, my dad and I actually went out and we went on a hike. Uh, we encountered a lot of snow because, you know, um, it's not May or June or July, uh, yet. And so, you know, up in the mountains, there's still quite a bit of snow. Um, but it was really lovely just breathing fresh air that we had a little bit of sun, uh, coming through, peeking through the clouds and you could really feel spring was really on the way. And, you know, um, through taking good care of myself, um, both physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, I don't have to compare myself so much to others. I don't have to worry so much about others' opinions because I know that what I am doing with my life, including my business, right? Create Love Freedom is something that I've been building because it's been this, it's, it's this need inside of me to create, to help other people, not just women, um, but certainly also women, right? Healing the the wounds and the trauma um, that have come up for me in my own life that I've really had to work through. It's a purpose. It's a vocation. Um, it's not just something that I feel like I have to do. And I certainly don't do it because I even necessarily want to be known by a lot of people. Uh, which is funny because I have this podcast, but at the same time, because it could be helpful. And and when you know your true value, when you know your purpose in life, um, you can also begin to let go of a lot of the worry um, about what others think about you and about being judged. So some ideas. Um, I think it's, again, it's important to remind yourself that nobody really cares. The ironic thing about feeling bad about ourselves because of what people might think of us um, is that a lo- most other people actually have much fewer opinions about us, positive or negative, than what we really imagine. So there have been some studies done, and they show that we consistently overestimate how much people think about us and our failings. And so it leads to this kind of undue suffering, right? And a worse quality of life for us. Um, And I find that really interesting because, again, we build up a lot of it in our head. So I think that a lot of the time, too, when we also think about things in terms of if that's how I'm kind of going around feeling, right? Like I'm building up all this stuff about what other people think about me. It's also safe that I can assume that everyone around me more or less is doing the same thing. 
now. Certainly, I have a lot less of it now because I have been, you know, um, kind of on that self-healing journey. I've been uh, doing a lot of my own inner work and self-work. And so it doesn't come up as much for me. But the truth is, most of the time, I'm rarely really judging other people. Um, I'm also really consumed in my own mind about my own stuff and the stuff that I got going on. So just keep that in mind. Um, another thing is stop judging others. So what I have found is that when I judge others, it's really me judging something within myself. I also find this to be true with other people, right? If they're judging something in me, it's some part of either their shadow self or something where their judgment has something to do with maybe some of the shame that they hold. Um, Two religious teachers that I certainly appreciate um, said two very different things about judgment. So Jesus taught, judge not, that ye may not be judged. And Buddha said, whoever judges others digs a pit for themselves. Letting go of your judgment of other people will really change how much you judge yourself and whether or not you feel judged by other people. So, you know, really start to let go of it. Really start to move past your need to have an opinion about something somebody else is doing. I often will say, well, you know, that's not something that I'm willing to do or that I'm interested in doing or that fits well for my life. But as long as the person, you know, isn't, you know, harming uh, anyone else, even maybe themselves, like people can have a different opinion. They can have a different belief than you. I don't have to have an opinion on every single thing that happens in the world. I really don't. I will often say, you know, people will ask me about this or that or whatever. I'm like, I don't have an opinion on it. Maybe just so far, I have not had any sort of experience with it. And therefore, I haven't needed to form an opinion. But why do I need to have an opinion on what, you know, happened over here or whatnot? Uh, someone asked me something uh, the other day about um, some sort of um, social media influencer or, or celebrity. And I was like, first of all, so much of, you know, like a photo can be, um, you know, can show something that's that's not what's really happening. Uh, you know, people can um, hide certain aspects of who they are. I don't know what's going on. Why would I have an opinion about it? Also, that person isn't one of my friends. They're not one of my enemies. Um, they're not someone I spend any time around. Why should I have an opinion about what they do or who they date or what song they sang or what they did? I don't know what's going on in their life. And so I found the less judgment I have for others, the less judgment uh, or the less I judge myself. So let's talk a little bit about what the fear of being judged is. Now, I think that we all have moments when we're afraid of people's judgment, right? Um, Even if we are very confident I think that we often will struggle, um, 
you know, because sometimes, uh, as I said before, we can, we can hold these two truths at the same time. No one cares and people will judge you regardless. So, um, I think that the fear really manifests as going along with something that we don't agree with or that we don't like. Um, you know, a, a lot of times like I'll hold my tongue for fear of being judged. Now, sometimes it's good that I don't say anything. And I have had to really learn um, that not everything, like I said before, needs an opinion or needs me to say something about it. But I think that it's really important to, you know, kind of, um, kind of understand where this fear comes from, right? We want other people to like us. We want to fit in, uh, from time to time. But at the same time, we also have to understand that Uh, you know, we can have a different opinion than somebody else. And we don't have to feel insecure about that, especially if we're coming at it from a respectful place. Um, you know, we can fear and, and then criticize ourselves because of a judgment that we feel somebody has uh, for us. Now, sometimes they really truly are judging us. Other times they're not at all. They've got their own issues, their own problems. But what I really think that a lot of these uh, judgments, right, that um, will some, we, will, we will sometimes get um, as a single woman in her late 30s, I get a lot of, well, you should be married by now. You should have children by now. Um, sometimes in my own brain, I'll pop up like, do I really know how to run this business? Um, I, I'm not making enough money. Um, but it all stems from not feeling good enough. Uh, my last podcast episode was on how to feel good enough for yourself. Um, really knowing and understanding your self-worth. So part of it is also deconstructing these kinds of lies. And, and even the lies that other people will tell you, well, you should be married by now. You should have children by now. Listen, I will often say, I would like to be married by now. I would like to have children by now, but I cannot settle for less than what I truly deserve. And I have not found that man yet. And that's okay too, right? Everybody believe, like they hold their belief about a certain timeline, right? You should be married by this age. Well, guess what? That's not how my life has gone. And that's okay too. I absolutely, utterly love my life. I continue to build the best life possible for me. I travel, I go and do things, I build a business, I build wealth, um, I have phenomenal friends. Um, I've worked through a lot of my own, you know, um, self-limiting beliefs and, you know, um, the really broken down a lot of the stories that I tell myself. I've done a ton of my own self-healing work. I'm now helping others do so. Well, I don't have to listen to what someone else thinks the timeline of my life should be. Um, again, we don't like being judged because it's a basic need 
a basic human need and behavior um, to belong. But I think, again, we really have to look at belong to what and to whom. So I've done a lot of work when it comes to the kinds of people that are allowed into my life. Um, sometimes I will have to help them exit my life, right? Um, because for whatever reason, um, things have changed, circumstances have changed. I don't feel the need to keep friends forever. Uh, then again, the friendships that I have where I feel like I belong, they feel like they are part of, you know, something, uh, you know, where they're well cared for, uh, being my friend. I nurture those aspects. So I don't have to belong in every space and to every person. They're not my tribe. Um, but at the same time, creating a few of those very deep, very close friendships allows me to belong and their opinions matter. So again, sorting through that, it can take time. It took me several years. And even still to this day, I still am not only very careful about it, but I also will ask people to exit from time to time. Hey, you know what? This, this friendship, this relationship, whatnot, this isn't serving us anymore. Um, a lot of times I just simply don't put up with um, people's treatment of me the way that I used to, right? I think that sometimes uh, when we have this really deep worry about what others think about us, um, oftentimes we, and we take things personally, we will often hold on to friendships a lot longer because again, we don't feel worthy. So we really have to, um, you know, dig down, I, I call it going into the underworld of my own psyche, right? Um, the underworld of who I am. This also really helped me alleviate a lot of anxiety, right? When I go uh, into social situations, um, it's not a mask that I wear anymore. I just simply wear authenticity because I know who I am. I know what I want, but I've also had to work incredibly hard to get it. I've also had to work incredibly hard to, um, feel like I'm enough for myself, to feel confident, to have self-worth, uh, to not worry about what other people think, and um, also to um, not take things personally, uh, to not suffer the way that I used to due to the weight of other people's judgment. The truth is, is that the world needs what you have to offer. Um, you are worthy of love. You are worthy of not being anxious about whether or not you're being judged, uh, whether or not, you know, what others think about you, but you're going to have to go into your own mind and deconstruct those things. So now that you're aware of it, when it comes up in real time, right, that's when you're really going to have to say, mm, okay, I am feeling judged by this person. Number one, are they really judging me? But how am I judging myself? And how can I change that narrative? Um, I think a couple of other things are, you know, um, don't invite judgment. When we're really insecure about who we are, what we do, what we look like, we might unknowingly nudge others to judge us for it. Um, also, don't do the thing with the self-deprecating humor. Um, there's a difference between, I think, between being humble 
um, and certainly not taking yourself too seriously, but the self-deprecating humor, I've never really loved it. And I think instead, instead of inviting the judgment, right? Um, because we are insecure, work on becoming more secure in who you are, feeling that kind of sense of security, giving that sense of security to yourself. And so then instead of just talking about uh, the things that you feel insecure about, you know, really engage with people on the things um, about your future, the dreams for your life, um, the way that you're moving forward, not the things that are always kind of um, holding you back, right? Um, I think that those are some really um, important aspects of you know, kind of, kind of moving things forward. Um, so we talked about, you know, not judging others, right? Another thing that we need to do is we need to not judge ourselves, um, which is very easy to do, especially if you are in the, you know, kind of beginning stages of your healing journey. And again, if you are, um, really not feeling like you're good enough, um, either for yourself or for other people. Um, hence, you're going to feel this kind of judgment. But I think that first, it's really important to stop judging yourself. Uh, when you don't judge you, most people find less to judge about you. Now, of course, none of us are going to be confident 100% of the time. All of us feel, feel fear and self-doubt and do so regularly. Okay. Just so that you know, here's a myth that I can uh, deconstruct for you right now. Um, even after you've moved through maybe some, some really deep healing work, whatnot, you're still going to have days where you fear, uh, things and you have a lot of self-doubt. Um, it pops up for me every once in a while too. Um, sometimes every couple months, whatever, but now I have a little process where I kind of work through that and I say, wait a minute. Okay. Let's not push away, push down our feelings. But at the same time, I don't have to believe everything I think, and I don't have to believe everything I feel. So I think again, we can also stop judging ourselves a lot, um, a lot better when we don't try to fake confidence and authenticity. When we have people that we can turn to when we're like, dang, I'm just having a really, uh, really tough day and I'm judging myself a bit. I have a couple of girlfriends where um, anytime I hear them judging themselves, I'm like, oh no, you stop with that right now, you know, kind of thing. Girl, we don't talk to ourselves like that. On the other hand, they will also do the same for me. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't, you don't get to say that about yourself. Um, the other thing too, again, is changing your inner critic. Um, and, and that is part of stopping, you know, not judging yourself, right? Uh, focus on who you are, uh, not only the weaknesses that you bring, but the strengths, um, the people that you serve, the way that you love, the way that you treat people, all of these things help us to not judge ourselves. Again, uh, another thing is don't assume that people are judgmental jerks. Um, I think that sometimes what we interpret as judgment from someone 
is just a lack of understanding. Do they even know you? Have they taken uh, any time to understand you? Have you taken any time to explain something about your situation to them? So I think, again, giving somebody else a chance um, before really judging their response can also be really helpful as well. But again, take that with a grain of salt. Everything that somebody says, take with a grain of salt because they're seeing it through their lens, right? How they view the world, all of the wounds and the trauma that have stacked up in their own life. Another I would say is stop chasing people's approval. So maybe they are judging you. All right. So what? Does their opinion actually matter? A lot of times, you know, I I have to kind of think about it in that context. They don't pay me money. Um, you know, they they aren't necessarily a part of my life and if if they are, uh and they have been overly critical or judgmental, um, you know, and I'm constantly worrying about what they think, maybe it's time for them to exit. But the truth is is that you're never going to be able to change what people think about you. So another big thing for me was I stopped trying to. I think it's really important to be true to yourself and to achieve your true purpose. Now, if you're still looking for your true purpose, um, you know, for your vocation in life, that's okay. Keep searching. The search is not the problem. Uh, A lot of people will say, oh gosh, you haven't picked anything yet. You haven't picked a career. You haven't picked a, you know, you haven't settled down. Well, so do I have to settle down? And, you know, so even if I get married and have children, do I have to settle down the way that some people think? No. Yes, I can still own a home, but I can still travel the world with my children. I could still do all sorts of really interesting things, continue to take courses or, uh, you know, get a new degree or try something new or learn a new language or whatever it is, right? That's important to me. It doesn't mean that I have to settle down. And my purpose, although there are parts of my purpose that that don't change. Now, especially now that I know who I truly am and I love who I am. On the other hand, um, even things with like our members club, like, so I see the members club as a living organism. It's constantly changing. The things that um, the women who are in my members club now, the things that they care about are going to constantly change. The world changes. Um, you know, there's new research, new, new evidence, new, uh, data, um, new ways of understanding the human condition, our emotions, um, our, um, you know, the, the stuff that we deal with psychologically. So it can constantly grow. It doesn't have to stay the same. Yet my purpose, sharing things with people, um, helping women get the lives that they truly desire, that can still be there. Um, But again, it's being true to ourselves. Another aspect of, you know, uh, kind of getting rid of worrying about what other people think is also to be happy. Um, And more than just be happy, to find joy. Now, 
that may seem kind of um, trite or ridiculous, but what here's here's something that I've learned. It's hard for people to judge or criticize you if you're happy, um, if you enjoy your life, uh, if you are giving to others. It doesn't just have to be money, but also your time. If you are living a phenomenal life, fuck whomever judges you and care a lot less about their judgment. Does it really matter? So again, I, I think so much of it stems from we're not happy. We haven't cultivated joy in our life. So then the opinions of others seem to matter a lot more because we're already not happy with what we're doing or what we have, right? Um, I talk a lot about, you know, with myself and my own brain, like um, I care a lot less about the stuff I have than who I'm becoming. I can be peaceful. Uh, and this is something David Goggins says, I'm peaceful, yet I'm not satisfied. So I can be very happy and have tons of joy with the things uh, I have and the, and the things that I'm doing in my life right now. But if I'm always moving my life forward, I'm really not thinking about the other people who are judging me. So what? That's okay. Um, And again, even if you don't have a ton of money, I think it's incredibly important to find joy in the little things. Uh, one of the things about probably my personality type and whatnot, um, I'm a type four on the Enneagram. Um, I'm a sexual self-preservation four, and I'm also an INFJ on Myers-Briggs. And what I have found is that um, until I'd done a lot of my self-healing work, I lived a lot in the past. But I also just kind of with my personality type, I live very much for the future. I'm very future oriented and I've really had to learn um, and and really kind of working with my feminine archetypes has helped a lot uh, because with the lover feminine archetype, that's the very creative, very sensual, uh, erotic, uh, procreating um, portion of the feminine that just makes us super magnetic, particularly, of course, to men, but could be to women as well. Um, but, uh, that's a, a, an archetype that's very much in the present. So I do little things every day, right? Just to brighten my own day. Um, I love to garden. I love to, um, you know, before I, I recorded this podcast, I clean my house. Um, I have, you know, really lovely sheets. I like candles. Um, like yesterday, you know, as I was talking about, I went out for a hike with my dad. Did that cost anything? No, not really. I mean, maybe, uh, certainly some fuel, but I have found that when we actually decide, and I had to do this, I'm going to find joy throughout my day every day. I'm going to create a life that I love, regardless of how much money I throw at it. My life got so much better and I really stopped caring about what other people thought. Um, and then I would say that one of the last things is the people who you spend your time around are going to be the kinds of people that you never have to explain why you do what you do in your life or why you do what you do for a living. Or your, you know, for me, it's, you know, my goals as an entrepreneur, my, my big grandiose ideas of the next thing and the next thing, right? Um, so I think 
uh, I've heard, um, there's one uh, entrepreneur, she talks about it as a power posse. So it's both women and men, but it, but it's people that we hang out with, that we spend our time with, whether it be online, over the phone, in person. And we never have to explain not only who we are, but, but they, they have our back regardless. Um, and to me, it feels like being home. It feels like being a part of a tribe of people who deeply care about me. Um, there are very few of them. I've got about six people uh, that I can truly count on. Um, but those are the people who certainly will call me out, um, but who will also kind of dig me out of that hole if I'm in a bit of a funk. And I will do the same for them. I will do almost anything for them. Uh, and they are the people who know me, they get me, they like being around me, and they support me regardless um, of whether I'm having a bad day. And certainly they help me create this light, this beauty, this um, joy in life. I don't feel judged by them. And it really helps me stop worrying about what other people think about me. So those are just a few of my thoughts on the matter, uh, ways that so far I have, uh, you know, some things that I have, some tools that I have used uh, to really move my own life forward. Um, and I will say it took quite a bit of time, um, years, in fact, so keep working at it. And one day I was just like, wow, I don't feel like I felt like anyone's judged me in a while. Well, that's weird. Um, you know, and then I realized, well, shoot, some of the things I'm doing are really working. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to say as well, mm, British folk, I uh, just found it today on Instagram. Uh, there was a photo of um, Jamie Dornan in Katrina Balfe um, on British Vogue, but there was a really interesting um, uh, quote. Um, and it was written by Annie Lord. And she said, rejection doesn't have to mean that I'm not good enough. I need to rewrite my brain so that the way I think about all the things that make up my wonderfulness are less for other people and more for myself. So again, rewriting the brain, right? My wonderfulness isn't just for other people. It's for me because I'm the only person who's going to live this life. I am the one person who cares the most about me and my life. I need to bring the good things to it. Um, I've heard a lot of times you in relationships, um, you need to come to the relationship happy. I mean, not all the time, obviously, none of us are happy all of the time, but with a sense of worth with a sense of self-wonderfulness, self-joy, self-love, self-respect, right? When we bring those things to our relationships, kind of like the, the last thing I was talking about, about the power posse, right? Like when, when everybody is bringing that to you, your life is enriched by it, but so is theirs. And therefore, you're not worrying about judgment. You're not worrying about what other people think about you. And instead, you're just going after creating the best life that you possibly can with the greatest people that you possibly can. So 
Um, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. Um, you know, uh, if you have any topics or whatnot that you would like to, um, have me discuss on the podcast, um, I am very happy to research a lot of things. Uh, several of the podcast episodes that we've had have been because someone has asked for, uh, some clarification on something. Um, I am also working on bringing on some podcast guests. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, again, if you have a topic that you would like, uh, to have discussed with someone else, um, you know, a guest on the podcast, uh, please let me know. I'd love to hear that. You can email me. Uh, my email is createlovefreedom at gmail.com. I actually just received a really wonderful email from a man, uh, earlier today. And, um, you know, he talked about, uh, the episode on rumination and, um, not only do I love hearing your stories and, um, you know, I feel like we're kind of having these other conversations, uh, you know, but I am deeply grateful, um, that you find, um, some of the things that have helped me helpful for you as well. Um, I am doing some one-on-one coaching. So if you, um, are interested in that, again, you can, uh, email me, create love freedom at gmail.com. And, um, again, I discussed a little bit in the podcast, our members club, and that is a community of self-healing women. We are over on Mighty Networks. I have had a couple of little snafus come up, uh, when it comes to women actually being able to, um, subscribe. Uh, we, uh, I charge $29 a month and each month there is a new self-healing topic. I call them master classes. And there's also this wonderful community of women where you can talk to one another, you can engage. I do live Q and A's every month. You can ask any kinds of questions you want. Um, and with our monthly master class, um, there's a series of videos and also a workbook. So, I have fixed the problem. If you are trying to uh, join us uh, using your iPhone, um, I fixed whatever the issue was with iOS. Um, so you can certainly go to Instagram. We are at Create Love Freedom. You can click on the um, link in our bio, and then you can click on Members Club. Now, if you have an Android, um, the best way to do so uh, is to go to Mighty Networks. So like opening up your browser and type in Mighty Networks, um, Create Love Freedom Community. And if you go there, because I guess the the app doesn't support an Android purchase, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. I am like, I don't understand. It's kind of like back in the day when, um, here in the United States, you know, back in the, I don't know, 1850s, uh, 1900s, whatever, um, when, you know, obviously, um, coal and trains and all those kinds of things. And there would be different companies, uh, railroad companies, and they would have different size tracks for the trains to run on. Like, how does that make sense? Make them all universal. Anyway, um, maybe someone smarter than I or more techie than I can fix that little uh, problem, but I find it frankly very ridiculous. So anyway, just know I have been fixing those glitches and uh, let me know if you've got any problems with stuff because, hey, I'm just on this journey learning as well. So um, anyway, again, thank you so much much for listening. Have a wonderful day and until next time.